Welcome to WOW Reads, a podcast of the Worlds of Words Center of Global Literacies and Literatures. Worlds of Words is committed to creating an international network of people who share the vision of bringing books and children together, thereby opening windows on the world. We encourage thoughtful dialogue around global literature so that children can reflect on their own cultural experiences and connect to the experiences of children across the globe. Today, we are speaking to the Middle School Reading Ambassadors. Worlds of Words Center for Global Literacies and Literatures Middle School Reading Ambassadors Initiative offers middle school students a college experience within the University of Arizona College of Education that focuses on books for middle school age readers. Ambassadors learn about adolescent literatures under a direction of faculty and staff with expertise in children's literature, education, library science, and marketing. We respectfully acknowledge the University of Arizona is on the land and territories of indigenous peoples. Today, Arizona is home to 22 federally recognized tribes with Tucson being home to the O'odham and the Yaqui. Committed to diversity and inclusion, the university strives to build sustainable relationships with sovereign native nations and indigenous communities through education offerings, partnerships, and community service. Lisa McMahon is a is the New York Times and US Today bestselling author of dozens of books, including the Forgotten Five series, the Unwanted series, and the Wake trilogy. She's married to fellow writer Matt McMahon, and they have two adult children. Their son is an artist, Cleon McMahon, and their daughter is an actor, Kendi McMahon. Lisa spends most of her time in Arizona, California, Vancouver, British Columbia, and loves to read, or loves to cook, read, and watch TV realities. The only good cat is a fed cat. Clarice, a young ship mouse, knows this to be true. She and her brother, Charles Sebastian, were taught to be careful, as all mice were. But caution is no match for the sea, which took their mother and is certainly no match for Special Lady, the horrid cat who ate their sister. Now the siblings hide in their pantry crate, knowing every move they make could be their last. When a shocking mutiny forces Clarice into a small, leaky boat with Special Lady and a dozen hungry soldiers with deadly boots, Charles Sebastian is left on the ship to fend off mutineers, a flock of irritated chickens, and an inquisitive human prisoner, a mouse's worst enemy. Being careful may have saved them in the past, but now Clarice and Charles Sebastian will need to grow bold if they are to survive and keep their promise to find each other again. Thank you for that summary of the book, Clarice the Brave, Charlotte. Let's start out with introductions. I'll go first. My name is Rebecca Ballinger. I'm the Associate Director of Worlds of Words. And Charlotte, since you just gave us that uh, summary of Clarice the Brave, why don't you introduce yourself next? Um, hello, I'm Charlotte, and I really enjoy reading. Hello, I'm Emmeline, and I enjoy reading as well. Hello, my name's Liliana, and my favorite hobby is reading. Hi, I'm Gabriel, and I like reading. Hello, my name is Janisha, and I enjoy reading as well. My name is Graham, and I love reading. My name is Krish, and I enjoy playing in my school's band. Hi, my name is Samantha, and I'm a graduate student here at the University of Arizona and Rebecca's partner in crime. First of all, I love that everybody loves reading. I mean, this is a reading program. Um, let's start off with a question. Um, so 
in our program, we had an opportunity to have a literature discussion um, in which we talked about a lot of things. And then we just got finished meeting Lisa McMahon, who is the author of Clarice the Brave, the book we read. I'm curious to know what connections each of you have made um, to this book. Let's go in reverse order. Okay, one connection I made with this book, similar to Lisa McMahon's connection, was the theme of separation. And during the COVID pandemic, my parents or my grandparents aren't in this country, so it was very hard for me to visit them. And this this was supporting the theme of separation in the book. I also had a connection to the book. Um, I have an older brother who I like a lot. Um, during COVID, he also... He was at the University of Arizona, but he didn't really come home that much, and I was really missing him a lot. I also had a very important connection to the book. My um, grandparents were live across country, and so I did not get to see them very much during the pandemic. I have a younger sister, and um, the connection that I feel like the book made with me was that um, if I was so separated from my sister, I don't know what I would do without her. And I feel like the book really shows that, and I agree with it. Um, my family is divided into, like, four spheres of influence in four different cities. It's sort of hard to, you know, visit each other. It it sort of breaks my heart that to see these characters separated. I can wait. Um, my connection with the book is um, that during COVID, I couldn't see my grandparents, and I felt really sad and lonely without them. Um, much like everyone else, my connection was separation, and during COVID and being away from all my family, I'm all my other family lives on the East Coast, so I am far away from them, and it was sad that I wasn't able to see them for years. Um, my connection to the book is quite similar to everyone else. I was not able to see quite a few fam family members during the COVID pandemic, but I also connect with some of the characters in the book because while they were separated, um, they several characters helped each other and um, me and my family were helping as much as we could our other family members during COVID, so I relate to that. So Clarice and her brother, Charles Sebastian, were separated. What were some of the other separations that happened in Clarice the Brave? Uh, Benjaloon and Hayu, much like Clarice and Charles, got separated. However, unlike Clarice and Charles, they were in a bit of a different situation, and one of them didn't make it out alive. Okay, so spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, there was special lady was separated from her brother, um, Robin, uh, the name Robin. And the captain was separated from his crew, right? Well, although we're not really sure if that was a experience that he enjoyed or displeased. <laughs> yeah, maybe some separations are, you know, more complicated. Um, so today we got to um, meet Lisa and we asked her some questions. Um, what stuck out to you in terms of um, how she answered your questions? I mean, some of her questions were just had a bit of loose ends. It was a bit creative with it. It was breathtaking. 
I think that um, she answered our questions well and that um, even if she didn't have an answer, she would try to give us the best answer that she could. Um, what stuck out to me was that some of the questions were like related to each other. So she would pair it with other questions that was, um, it was interesting to see how they related for her. I found it really interesting um, to figure out more backstory to the characters um, and what she thought of different characters while writing. And I also found it very interesting to learn how uh, she wrote the book and what her writing process was. I found it very insightful on how Lisa McMahon thinks about a book and how she comes up with the ideas and how she takes inspiration from other authors to write her own books. Do you remember what she called her first draft? Uh, she called her first draft a, a skeleton. And mo a lot of authors for their first draft write a lot of extra words and then they eventually start cutting back on words. But Lisa McMahon uses a skeleton, which is like very bare bones and has minimal words. And she eventually goes back and adds words. I found that particular piece of information very helpful for I am. Um, I am also I had a class last year that was a writing class and I'm kind of continuing with the story I wrote. So. It's very interesting to see the technique of different writers and to think how I could use that in my own story. Some of her techniques were used back in the olden days. So it's Gabriel, nice. Gabriel, let me stop you and ask you, what do you mean by the olden days? Like back in like 1700s. It's nice to see like those themes revamped into modern day society. Like the um, theme of uh, mutiny on ships. That's not an experience that is common in modern times. It was more um, common back when uh, ships were going to and from places quite a bit often and carrying supplies and uh, crew members weren't always treated respectfully. And I think that was a very interesting topic. What did Lisa say in inspired the story of mutiny. Uh, she said that Captain Bly was her one of her favorite books, a true story in the 1700s about a captain that faced mutiny because he wasn't nice to his sailors. And she said that like it, she really liked that story and wanted to do a take on it, and that was her inspiration. It was really interesting to see that mutiny from the ship mice perspective. I really think that was an interesting perspective. Yeah, so uh, our main character, in fact, all, most of our principal characters are animals. I, are you guys reading a lot of books where the principal characters are animals? I mean, there are some. It, it, like, mostly I think it's movies like The Lion King, Bambi. Yeah, it's not a common topic for books. Uh, we've once had a discussion about uh, books with characters or characters as animals and how they were like commonly banned because it was just like against the common trope of what characters were. So personification or anthropomorph... Say that for me. Anthropomorph... <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that in the podcast notes. 
Um, I also think that um, one thing with the characters as animals that she mentioned was that they were more vulnerable than, say, a human sailor. I think it's super interesting how you can find, like, it's in a different point of view than you would regularly expect, and it gives a sense of, like, adventure and, like, interestingness. I saw it as kind of um, interesting that she took animals into it. Um, I, it's a really cool perspective to write in, but I was wondering, like, when I was reading, like, why not choose maybe the chickens? Because the chickens are the huge part, like, are smallish, but kind of big part of the book. Um, so maybe she could have elaborated on maybe what the chickens were feeling. For sure, the chickens didn't get the same uh, personality treatments that the cats and the mice got. Um, when Lisa McMahon said that mice were more vulnerable than sailors, I thought um, mice would be more interesting for as the main characters when she said that. So, I think that um, when she chose mice, it also helped to uh, that we couldn't relate to the story as much as maybe human characters and that would give more of a um, mystery feel to it at like you don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, it's really interesting to see both sides, um, to see a different side of the um, of the story from the mice's perspective. I've read a book with a similar topic, Charlotte Doyle. It's um, another book with mutiny, but it's from the perspective of a human. And while it's a very good book, it doesn't really capture the fear and mystery that um, Clar Clarice the Brave does before it's um, with animals. And not a lot of attention is drawn to the animals. And it was kind of interesting to see how the mutiny affected their lives, um, but they couldn't have an active part in it. It was nice that she added the mice, that she added an end to the story, because it brought dynamic. It also allowed her to bring the introduction of some other animals, like the chickens, and more specifically, the cats. It was nice that she added three cats, because it could show, like, all the sides of cats. Some of the sides of cats, for sure. So, um... Let's talk about what it was like to meet Lisa. Um, meeting Lisa was like mind opening to be able to see how she comes up with the ideas and how she thought of the ideas for this book. It was really interesting, and yeah, I think I can implement some of her like some of her techniques on getting ideas into my own writing. Okay, we're about at the point where we're going to wrap up. So um, are there any last thoughts, any last impressions, anything that you want to share? Um, it was really nice meeting Lisa McMahon because we were able to learn um, about her perspective on the writing rather than our own and see what she was thinking when she was writing the book that we're enjoying today. I mean, it was very nice to see the book. It was mind-opening. The only thing that I think could have been fixed was a bit less loose ends, like Marigold, Robin, how did they find out what happened to the captain? That's the only complaint that I have. Um, this was a very uh, interesting story. It had 
incredible themes like separation, but also unlikely friendships formed in dire situations. Two characters, I'm not going to give spoilers here, but two very unlikely friendships were formed between the main characters, and the ending of the book was not something I've seen in most other books, and it was very, very interesting. I really enjoyed reading it. I agree, Charlotte. There is a moment of trust that we could learn from in this book, too. I also think that um, one of the big themes that helped um, Clarice throughout the story was hope, even when his brother got separated, and also the closeness that they have. Like, he says um, that knowing that um, Charles Sebastian is looking at the same sky um, brings them closer together. And that was, on that point was when she talked to us about her original title was about them being under the same sky. I can't remember exactly what it was, but she changed the title from that. But that was like a, a pivotal a pivotal piece of our understanding of the separation as you can be under the same sky. Um, I think this, the original title was The Same Sky Between. Excellent. Thank you. It was really nice to meet Lisa McMahon, and I would definitely recommend Clarice the Brave. I agree. And some of her other books. (laughs) The Unwanteds. The Forgotten Five. I'm currently reading that series, and it's so good. Um, I found it very interesting that, like, when we're in Clarice's mind, she'll use, like, words like ostracized and, like, very big words, but, like... Clarice doesn't know like what mutiny is (laughs) but what did Lisa why did Lisa told us why she did that do you remember um this was Lisa's little way for getting children like us to look upwards while reading books and yeah (laughs) way to go Lisa all right thanks to uh Lisa McMahon for coming to speak with the middle school reading ambassadors Thanks also to the Digital Innovation and Learning Lab in the University of Arizona College of Education, where we are currently recording. Thanks to Liam Arias, our sound engineer. Thanks to VNA for keeping us all together. We also want to thank Matt McMahon, who came to us to speak about his Monsterious series. We all received a copy of Escape from Grimstone Manor, the first one in the series. It is such a fun book about three friends who are caught in a haunted house. In our next episode, we'll be talking about Kingdom Over the Sea by Zora Nabi.